Dodge City and in the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun Smoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. This morning, Mr. Bumby. Huh? Oh, hello, Marshal. <laughs> Morning, Mr. Dillon. Morning, Sam. Is uh, Kitty around? Oh, don't know she's up yet, but if she is, she ought to be down soon. <laughs> oh, I'll wait. Nippy this morning. Oh, feels good. It's a nice time of year. Huh? Uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like spring. So. Uh, Sam. You better wash that glass over. Huh? Hmm? Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, can I get you something? Beer, maybe? Uh, got any coffee? Sure. Just made a pot. Oh, that'll be fine. Her face is something wondrous. That's pretty, man. <laughs> you got a pretty voice. Oh, yeah. Good enough for calling hogs, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you just got up? Uh, a while ago. Why? Boy, it just strikes me I haven't seen you close too early like this. Uh-huh. No, no, I, I, you look fine. I, 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 uh, mean, I mean that you... You better quit by your head. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's... Where's Sam? Oh, he's bringing in coffee. Oh, Sam, cup for me, please. Sure, Miss Kitty. What's the occasion, Matt? Uh... Kitty, uh, there's a party tomorrow night, a dance. It's a benefit for the new school down at the hall, you know. <laughs> and uh, ever fellows to bring a girl, you, you know. <laughs> it happens at dances. Go on. Well, uh, what I'm trying to... Will you go uh, with me? I'd kind of like to, Matt, but no thanks. Oh. Well, I got to work here. You know that. Besides... Well, you I... ought to be able to get off. Well, even if I could, ladies might not take kindly to it, Matt. I'm not rightly polite society. Ah, but... what do you care about? What the... Well, thanks anyway, Matt. Ah, that smells wonderful. Sammy, I think I'll marry you. <laughs> Me? <laughs> shucks. <laughs> Me? Oh, shucks. <laughs> Uh, listen, Kitty, about the dance, I, I've already bought the you're, tickets. You're sweet, Matt, and I thank you kindly for thinking of me, but you better ask someone else. Well, it, it isn't... Ki Sam, will, will you go and polish up your glasses, please? Hmm? Oh, sure, Mr. Dillon, sure. 
Now, look, Kitty, I'm asking you to go with me. Well, it's important to me that you go. Are you making love to me, Matt? At this hour in the morning? No, no, I, I mean it. I, I want you to go to the dance. You want to be embarrassed. You want everyone to stare at us. You know what they'll say? My, my, the marshal really should have better sense than to bring that woman here. It ain't decent. It ain't proper. <laughs> okay. Well, it's true. I'm a hostess at the Texas Trail, a, a saloon. You know what they think about me. Well, I... Will you go, Kitty? No. I'll call by for you at seven, huh? I'll drink a bottle of whiskey and clout some old biddy on the head. Then you'll be sorry. Oh, Kitty. I haven't got anything to wear, Matt. I can't wear my working clothes. You look just fine, like you are, Kitty. Just fine, just like you are. Marshal. Yeah. I shouldn't, but I... Guess I'll go to the dance with you. <laughs> I'll be ready at seven. How do you talk about a woman like Kitty? The color of her hair, eyes, the shape of her legs, the way she spoke, thought. Well, that's a picture you had to get by looking and hearing. Otherwise, you... You'd never know it. And I felt real good about taking Kitty to the party. The first time we'd really be out in company. And I liked the idea. Oh. Morning, Mr. Dillon. Good morning, Chester. Nice day. What is that? That, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, all over my desk, that. Ink. Yes, sir, I know. I was just cleaning it up, Mr. Dillon. Seems like a big blue bottle fly, last of his kind this fall, I guess. Big fool blue bottle fly was a setting on your desk, Mr. Dillon. Oh, you're slopping it all over the floor, Chester. Yes, sir, I see it. That lazy fool blue bottle fly was a stomping all over your desk, Mr. Dillon, and I took a whack at him with a paper I happened to have in my hand, and I got him. Well, thanks a lot. Well, that's all right, Mr. Dillon. If there's anything in this world I hate, it's a big, maggoty blue bottle Yeah, fly. yeah, yeah, I know, Chester. Uh, the mail come in yet? Yes, sir. A couple of minutes ago. It's right over there. Oh, okay. There. I think that should do it, Mr. Dillon. All right, Chester. Anything likely in the mail, Mr. Dillon? No, no. Uh, look, Chester, uh, we better get these government circulars posted. Uh, would you do that for me? Yes, sir, I'll do that. Uh, say, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, what is it, Chester? About the dance tomorrow. Now, what about it? Well, you're going, aren't you, sir? Doc's going. He's taking Ms. McNish. I I'm going. Everybody's going. You are going, aren't you, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, I'm going. Don't seem right, a man. You're standing not to go to a big social like we're... You are? Yes. Well, that's fine. Just fine. Doc and, and me, we were talking, and it just didn't seem right to us that a man like you didn't have no real nice sweet girl to escort to a big social. I got one, Chester. A real nice sweet girl. I'm taking Kitty. Miss Kitty? I asked her before I came down, and she accepted. Well, that's good. Miss Kitty. Uh, that's right, Chester. Uh... 
I uh, got got a couple of letters off to Washington, Chester. You you want to go and see about posting those circulars, huh? Yes, Mr. Dillon. Ah, fine. What is it, Chester? Well, Mr. Dillon, it it ain't none of my business, and I, I did not have no right to say it. Say what? Well, sir, I... I... Yeah? I was wondering if I might borrow one of them fancy ties off you for the party. That's not your business. That's what you haven't got any right to say. Yes, sir. No, that's... Right. You're a liar, Chester. But you can borrow a tie. I thank you kindly, Mr. Dillon. You work for a long time with a man, and you share a lot of life and a lot of death. And after a while, you, you know him even better than yourself. Well, that's the way it is with... Chester with me. Now, he had something on his mind, and I figured after a while he'd get it off. Well, the morning went, and it was almost noon when Chester came back. Gonna go have some dinner, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, I think I will. How about you? Hungry as a raggle-bone possum. <laughs> Did you get the posters up? Yes, sir. Well, okay, let's go. Uh, Mr. Dillon? Yeah? I guess there's something you ought to know, sir. There's talk. Yeah. All right, Chester, come on, get it out. It's all over town. About you taking Miss Kitty to the dance tomorrow night. What do you mean, all over town? I only asked her this morning. Yes, sir, I know. Best I can figure, Sam over at the Texas Trail must heard you and let it slip. There's been a mighty fierce mess of gum clobbering up and down all over. All right. Uh, thanks for telling me, Chester. It ain't none of my business. Yeah, I know. You said that before. Yes, sir. I surely did. Well, let's go get something to eat. It's hard to tell about people. Maybe it's hard to tell about yourself because you come under that same heading, people. And when they're mean and small, there's not an animal to touch them. Chester and I walked down the street, and it didn't take long to hear and see what was going on. Some of the drifters leaning against the wall on the corner came right out with it. Morning, Marshal. I understand there's a gal in town's got herself a new boat. What did you say? <laughs> Maybe you ought to look into it, Marshal. Folks are being downright rude. Mister, you're going to... Come on, Chester. <laughs> Ought to haul him in. Every one. Yeah. What are you going to charge him with? Pestilence, Mr. Dillon. Just plain pestilence. <laughs> I 
I knew better what Kitty had meant about the ladies of the town when a couple came out of Olivet's dry goods store. He didn't see me until it was I'm too late. I'm to the dance, Millie. It's indecent, that's what it is, why she's common. Nothing but a common saloon woman. What's this city coming to when a United States Marshal... Ooh. Morning, Miss Sprinkle. When a man's born, they, they say he's blessed or cursed with a lot of things already in him. Take pride, for instance. Sometimes pride can be a curse. Well, maybe I had more in my share. Maybe it would have been a sight kinder if I'd not taken Kitty the dance. But I did. We will return for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, this hint for weekend driving. Whatever you do, be moderate. Be obedient to all traffic laws. Be careful. Use your head and don't take chances. Now for the second act of Gunsmoke. picked up Kitty at the Texas Trail at 7 the next evening. She was waiting by the side door, and when I saw her, she kind of moved back in the shadows, almost as though she was ashamed for me to see her. Hi. Hello, Matt. Are you all set? Well, I guess so. Uh, Matt, are you sure? Hey, you... Kitty, you look fine. Yeah, you look just fine. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah. Yeah, I like it. We walked along the street down to the hall, and I, I kept looking at her like, like I say, you know, you, you, you had to know this, Kitty, to understand what I mean, and even then you get a surprise. She was like a 17-year-old on her first date, and she was like all the women you'd ever known and loved, soft and innocent. And something else, something that's female, and you can't figure out what. Something that makes you drunk without a drink inside you. It was snowing a little, and the flakes caught in her hair and melted into the black of her velvet cloak. And just before we went in, I looked at her again. And I didn't care. I, I was proud she was with me. Oh, evening, Marshal Dillon. Evening, Miss Murphin. Uh, you know Miss Russell? I do. You have your tickets, Marshal Dillon? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, here we are. Fine. Uh, go right in, won't you? Oh, sure. Oh, uh, excuse me, Mrs. Murphy. Is there somewhere I can put my cloak? Oh, uh, uh, yes, yes, of course. Um, the ladies' reception room is right through there. I, I didn't catch the name. Catherine Russell, ma'am. Excuse me, ma'am. Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll wait for you. Thanks. You better... 
I could see them through the big open doors in the hall. They were all there. Faces flushed, smiling, happy, dancing. And all the women seemed pretty and the men handsome. And Chester was up on the platform calling the dance and Doc was fiddling. And I was waiting for my dancing partner, Miss Kitty Russell. with one of the genteel females in there. Oh, I'm sorry. What's that she? You know, I get the idea I'm not welcome around here. Uh, uh, let's go in and get some punch, huh? Sure. How are you, John? Oh, that's a nice dress, Kitty. I haven't worn it since a few years back in New Orleans. Hey, Marshal. Oh, Miss Kitty. Let's talk. Well, hiya. Oh, fine, Doc. Hello, Doc. I <laughs> see. Say, we got a bottle of whiskey outside. You care to join us? <laughs> oh, this punch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not right now, thank you. <laughs> oh, well, sure. Hey, Miss Kitty, I saw you come in. Best-looking woman in here. <laughs> oh, there's lots of scratching going on. <laughs> thank you, Doc. <laughs> if you see Mrs. Magnish, don't tell her where I am, will you? Man gets kind of dry, fiddling. Oh, I'll so long. So long, Doc. Uh, Kitty? I guess so. Uh, Mr. Sprinkle, have you met Miss Catherine Russell? Uh, no, no, I'm afraid I haven't. You got a short memory, Mr. Sprinkle. Huh? I could have swore it was you in the Texas Trail a couple of weeks back. Drunk or no hoot owl. Don't you remember I had to slap your face? Uh, I, I think... Edward? Well, I, it, Edward? Yes, dear. You let somebody else take care of the punch. I want you to come with oh, me. Oh, well, I, mean, I, I promised. I, I'm, I'm on the committee. Even, Miss Sprinkle. I have no wish to speak to you, Marshal Dillon, or this woman you've brought with you. I will not have my husband serving such people. Aren't you being a trifle bad-mannered, Miss Sprinkle? How dare you say that? Well, aren't you? I suggest that you leave, Marshal. Emmy. You're not wanted here. Not with that woman you've seen fit to bring. Come on, Matt. I want to go. No. This is a public dance, Miss Sprinkle. Right now, you're trying to make it private. If you can't behave like a lady, I'll thank you to leave this lady's presence. What? Now, see here, Marshal. You can't talk like that to my wife. Hey, Kitty! What do you say, Kitty? Hmm. Matt, please. I want to go. We're not going anywhere. We're staying. Uh, uh, how about some music? All right, all right now, folks. It'll be a waltz this time. Thanks for the punch, Mr. Sprinkle. Come on, Kitty. I warned you, Matt. Now... Please, will you take me out of here before something happens? Nothing's going to happen, Kitty. 
You and me are going to dance. Have a good time. That's all. You're acting like a kid. Matt, it won't work. I've seen this kind of thing before. May I have this dance, Miss Kitty? Please, Matt. You're being pig-headed and you know it. Let's get out. You're refusing me, Miss Kitty? Oh, Matt. We danced. But it wasn't what I hoped it would be. Kitty closed her eyes. I guess she was trying to blot it out, but... I could see the other couples looking, whispering, and one by one dropping away over into a small group that got larger. And there were only about six of us left when the wall ended. And that's when the stranger and a couple of his pals walked out onto the floor. They were drifters, probably been in town for a week. And they were having their fun before they moved on. Marshal. I got a painful duty. Yeah? Uh, folks in this town seem real upset about you bringing that mm, woman in here. What's your name? I'm just a fella. I kind of made myself and my friends here a committee of three, seeing as how everything's done by committees here. And we, <laughs> yeah, we figured it would be best if you take your... Mm, friend home. Mister, I'm the marshal in Dodge City and I... I'm leaving. You're staying here, Kitty. She's smarter than you, Marshal. Everything all right? Everything's fine, Chester. This ain't a matter of law, you know, Marshal. It's decency and, and what's right. Yeah, and Marshal, this ain't right. Mister, I'm taking this badge off. Chester, you stay here with Kitty. Matt, don't you do it. Now, come Matt. on outside. You... We're going to talk some more about this out there. Ah, oh, it's cold outside. Now, you be a good fella and get out of where you ain't wanted. You know I won't hit you in here, don't you? Were you thinking of doing that, Marshal? Now, that ain't lawful. I ain't done nothing. Kitty. Kitty, wait. Now, now there's a gal with sense. All right, yeah. mister. Now, I'm telling you. You and your pals are going to have to come out sooner or later, and when you do, you better start hightailing it out of Dodge before I catch up with you. We'll think of that. We sure will, <laughs> Marshal. Just three no-good drifters, hating the law, finding pleasure in trouble. Kitty had gone, and I went out into the street. It had stopped snowing. Just cold. Much colder. I went up to the Texas Trail. There was only two people in there. Some guy, dead drunk on a table, and someone else standing at the bar, looking into the mirror at me. Well, you haven't, Mr. Dillon. Nothing, sir. Yeah. Well, I, I got some things to do in the back. Give me a call if anyone comes in, will you? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm... I'm... 
I'm sorry, Kitty. Chuck. I'm sorry. I'm mad. Mad. Oh, Kitty. Oh, it's all right. Sure, it's all right. I'm so mad. I I could... Yeah, I know. I I should have known better. No, it, it was me, not you. No, it wasn't that either. It was all those polite ladies and gentlemen. Give me a kerchief, will Yeah. Here. It's been a long time since I cried. Yeah, sure. It wasn't so much for me. For you, or what... I wanted to cry right there in the hall, watching you and knowing there was nothing you could do. Nice mess of people we got in Dodge. No, it's not them, Matt. It's me. I've run into this before. The only difference was I didn't have you around. I wanted it to be right tonight because of you. A lot of narrow-minded prayer spouting. Yeah. They hurt your pride, didn't they? No. No, it, it wasn't that. No? No, I... I wanted you to go with me. That made me real happy. But maybe we're different, Matt. You and me figure life different to them. That's not their fault. There's a lot of folks there I know. I, I smile at them on the street. They talk to me. But... Tonight, well, that was different. I made them uncomfortable. Yeah? Well, they didn't do a bad job with you. Well, you can't look at it that way. And you can't go fighting the whole town, either. There's three fellas going to get hurt. No, I don't want you to do do that, Matt. Just let it go. Let it go, Matt. They don't mean nothing. You know what means something to me? What? That you asked me to go to the dance with you. I knew what was going to happen, but it was worth the chance. I thank you for it, Matt. You're a funny one. Am I? (laughs) But you sure showed them up, those women. (laughs) The way you look. I'm glad. (laughs) You know... You look pretty fine yourself. Sam? Yeah? Uh, you got any champagne, Sam? What? Have I got any what? Champagne. Well, yeah. I guess maybe. A bottle or two? Yeah, maybe. Sure. Well, break it out. All right. Kitty, I think the next dance is mine. Oh, Matt. I'd be real pleased, Mr. Dillon. Smoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. 
Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Anthony Ellis, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were John Daner, Vivi Janice, Bob Sweeney, Lawrence Dobkin, and Mary Lansing. Parley Bear is Chester, Howard McNair is Doc, and Georgia Ellis is Kitty. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. Don't miss Robert Trout and his timely roundup of world news tomorrow on most of these same CBS radio stations. Roy Rowan speaking. And remember, Amos and Andy are here every Sunday on the CBS radio network. city and to the territory on west. There's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with the U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gun smoke. Starring William Conrad, the story of the violence that moved west with young America, the story of a man who moved with it, Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Me to take a strap to you now. Hold it. You best lock him up somewhere, Mr. Dillon. It's safer that way. All right, Chester, just calm down. Now you come over here, son. Sit down. Come on. Look out, Mr. Dillon. He's got hold of your gun. Okay. Now you sit there. Don't you move an inch. You hear me? Not one inch. He is a mean little bug. Now, what's it all about, Chester? 
What's he done? I ain't done nothing. Now, you hush your mean little face. This here place is the law, and you're talking What's to the What's he done, Chester? I ain't done nothing. There, you I hear that, you. Chester? Yes, sir. Well, sir, I, I don't really know what he's done. That's what I told you. I ain't done nothing. Mr. Dillon, I was walking down to the office when I see this, this kid. I know most all the sprouts in town, but not him, so I says, hello, and he starts running. That's what he did? Yes, sir. And that's why you brought him in here? I sure did, Mr. Dillon. I figured if a kid runs away from me for doing nothing, then he's been up to something, so he must have done something. You know what I mean? No. Now, what's your name, son? I ain't done nothing. All right. Now, what's your name? I ain't saying. There, you see what I mean, Mr. Dillon? Just plain, ornery, mischievous... You live here in Dodge? I ain't saying. All right. Well, he's probably a runaway, Chester. I guess we'll have to lock him up until somebody comes looking for him, huh? Best thing in this whole wide world to do, Mr. Dillon. Just look at where he gnawed my thumb. Best thing to do. Come on, you. You ain't going to lock me up? Have you got a better idea? We got to do something with you. Let me be on my way. Well, where do you live? About four miles out. Oh. Oh, sure, sure, I know you. You're, uh, the Macklin kid. No, I ain't. I'm Danny Birch, but... I ain't Sam. There, I knew he wasn't town kid. I just knew that, Mr. Dillon. What did I tell you? Nothing. Now, if you'll just close up a minute, Chester, we can get this settled and Danny can go on his way. Now, you say you haven't done anything wrong, son? No. Your ma know you're in Dodge this morning? Guess so. Huh? All your chores done before you came? No. Well, maybe you better go on back then, huh? Your ma might be kind of worried. Guess so. You, uh, got a horse? Yeah. Okay. So long. And take it easy. I can go now? Sure. Go ahead, Danny. You're Marshal Dillon, ain't you? Yeah, that's right. Well, I guess I come to Dodge to fetch you. My sister sent me. Oh? I wasn't going to, but I got to now because I promised Lily. She made me swear on Rattler's buttons. And I figured if I didn't see, I wouldn't be telling no lie if I told her you wasn't around. But now I see you. No, 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 hold on. Your sister wants me to come out with you to your place, is that it? Yeah. Why? On account of paw. None of us gives a hoot except in Sister Lily and... She's just acting like a girl. Oh, what's happened to your pa? He's gone off again, shooting up the cattle. Thing is, he took two guns with him this time and a whole mess of bullets. Lily's just scared. Your pa been drinking a little, maybe? I guess. Anyhow, he goes loco and stays that way for a long while. But it's like Dave and Donald say. He'll get over it. He always does. They're my brothers, Dave and Donald. They ain't worrying. Uh-huh, hmm. Now, you want me to go out with you to help find him. Is that it? I don't want it. Lily does. And I just wore on railer buttons that I'd fetch you. Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Well, it's good that you did. Uh, Chester, get your stuff, will you? We'll ride out with Danny. I didn't get anything more out of the boy on the way out to the Birch place. No one in town knew much about the family. They'd moved in about a year earlier, came up from the territories. The folks about said Birch and his brood kept pretty much to themselves. There'd never been any trouble with anybody. 
I looked at the boy riding his horse bareback. He was nice looking enough, but there was something the matter with his mouth. It was too hard. You could tell he wasn't a kid who did much smiling. Maybe with his paw acting that way, I didn't blame him. He sure rode his horse proud, though. It was hot and dry, and by the time we were inside of the birch place, the sun was burning down hard. Oh, oh. oh. that'd be Donald, I figure. Yeah, there he is. Kid, get off on that horse and get over here. Gotta get yourself a licking. Lily made me go. It's not my fault. Do as I say. And you, mister. The name's Dylan. I'm the U.S. Marshal out of Dodge. Your brother asked me to come out and help. Don't need no help. Shut up, Ham. Nothing to help with. Danny, you heard. Put the horse away and get in the house. You ain't giving me no licking. Put up your gun. I'm coming over to talk. Come on, Chester. Against the law to shoot a man in cold blood. Did you know that? Shucks, I wasn't aiming at you. I was aiming at a rabbit up on the rise there. Your horse is scattered away. Mm-hmm. Well, now, what about your paw? What about him? Have you found him? Shucks, he don't need to be fired. He'll come back when he's good and ready. Pa's off hunting. That's not what your brother says. He's... Where'd he go? Oh, he's going to get himself a lick, and that's what, and he knows it. Get himself away, that's what. Donald, that's your name, isn't it? Yeah. Well, look, I'm not one to interfere in family matters, but if you do need help, I mean, if your paw's shooting up cattle like Danny says, well, maybe he'll be practicing next on people, and that wouldn't be so good. That brother of ours, he's a dirty little liar. No, he's not, Donald. Glad you came, Marshal. You come into the house, please. Chester and I followed the girl into the house. I knew it was the sister, Lily. All the family I'd seen up to then had had a great likeness to each other. Donald slouched in behind us and moved around the room nervous-like. It wasn't by rights a house... It was too big for a cabin. I had the feeling that they'd put up boards and studs where the fancy took them, and the place just grew another room like a lizard's new tail. I don't know what it was, but I got a funny feeling. It was too hot, and something was wrong. All wrong. And the girl Lily looked square at me with hard eyes. Donald. Huh? Sit down. You make me nervous. Oh, sure. Marshal Dillon, I want you to help us find Paul. Oh, Lily, Dave's going to be awful mad. Somebody's got to do something around here. Did, uh, did your paw take a horse? No. Oh, where do you think he went, Miss Lily? I don't know. Maybe up to Horse Flats. 
Maybe over by Gorman's Creek. Creek's all dried up. There's got to be no water in there. Did he take a water skin with him? Uh-uh. No, he, he didn't. Kind of bad, wandering around without no water. When did he leave? Yesterday morning. Heard a couple of shots along about noon. Dave found a calf laying dead over in the north range. Uh, you can see it there through the window. Haven't had time to bring it in yet. Was, um... Was he drunk? Well, sure. Drunk as you can get. Weren't he, Lily? I'm... I'm afeard for him, Marshal Dillon. Yeah, I understand. Well, it makes good sense you sent for me. Well, I'll, uh... I'll try and find him and bring him back. Well, I ain't gonna do no such thing. You had Marshal, fella, out of doubt... This is Marshal Dillon, Dave. My brother, Dave Birch. How are you? I told you, Lily. Told you keep our business to us, not outside. It's got to be somebody else's business the way it is, Dave. And you know it. No such thing, Lily. I, I told her, Dave. I told her. I, I, I knew he was going to be mad. I, uh, I figure the four of us, you and your brother here and Chester and me, ought to be able to get him in before night. Now, mister, I told you we don't need you. No, no one else. I'll be obliged you get off this property. Hey. Shut up, Lily. I'll see you and your fellow there to the door, Marshal. Uh, I'm sorry, but uh, if your paw's running around dangerous, it's my duty to find him. Donald. I got him. Get up slow, Marshal. And you, fella, reach up high. Okay, Dave. Take the guns. The younger brother, Donald, had got behind my chair, and now he was covering us with a shotgun. Dave took our guns. It was kind of crazy, and I almost wanted to laugh when I saw the kid, Danny, peeking in around the door. But then I saw his eyes, and there was the same thing in them. Hard, angry, as in the others. The girl started to say something. Then she shut up. Now get on your horses and ride back. Now I don't want you out here again. This ain't no matter for the law, and you're trespassing. You're making it a matter for the law right now. You know that. Start walking. Them guns is U.S. property. Okay. I ain't no thief. Here, bullets I'm keeping. Figure they're worth about two bits. Donald, give him two bits. Sure. Here. All right, now here's your guns. Now get out fast. Now, you come snooping back again, me and my brother's gonna be shooting at you. <laughs> Turn for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, for centuries, arthritis and rheumatism have plagued mankind. And it's only in the last few years that science has begun to find hopeful avenues to explore toward relief and cure. The Arthritis and Rheumatism Foundation, established in 1948, 
holds a yearly drive to obtain funds for yet more concentrated research. A contribution to this year's drive, sent simply arthritis in care of your local postmaster, will help this fine work to continue for the eventual benefit of everyone. And now for the second act of Gunsmoke. The two brothers followed us out and over to the horses. As hot as it was in the house, it was worse in the open. The saddles were burning. There wasn't another word passed between the Birch boys and me. They just stood covering us. And when I looked back a hundred yards or more off, they were still there. Well, sir, that's what comes of trying to do a kindness, Mr. Dillon. As far as I'm concerned, they deserve whatever happens. I can't make it out, Chester. You'd think from the way they talk, they don't care what happens to their paw. Mean bunch of children. They probably don't. My, Mr. Dillon, you ain't even riled they pulled guns on us. I guess I'm not, Chester. You know, there's something awful wrong back there. Those boys don't look the kind to pull a gun. And the girl wanted to talk all right, but they wouldn't let her. Just mean, that's all. Oh, Oh, you aim to go back, Mr. Dillon? It's like I said, Chester, if it's just a family affair, you and me don't belong in it. But if the old man's as drunk as he sounds, he could make a lot of trouble. No, we're not going back right now. We're going to have a look around this country for a spell. Chester and me covered a lot of ground that morning. At the end of the afternoon... I had an idea that we might find Birch wherever we could find water. Without a horse, he couldn't get too far, and without water, he was going to get sick pretty quick. We rode over by Gorman's Creek, and then up to Horse Flats, and there was nothing. Along about two in the afternoon, Chester spotted a carcass lying off the trail. It was a cow. She'd been shot three times in the head. Could have happened this morning or yesterday. Uh-huh. Hard to tell in this weather. Oh. Well, the ground's too dry to pick up a track. Might as well take a chance and go over to the hills. Yeah, might be water there. Boy, I could do with some right this very minute. Come on. <laughs> I got a funny taste in my mouth looking at that dead cow. When a thing dies natural or gets killed for food, that's one thing, but even an animal has a look about it when it's been murdered. We rode the half a dozen miles to the hills. They weren't rightly hills, maybe more like humps rising up from the brown, dry earth. And we could get a good view across the plain. There was a patch or two of wild oats up there, long turned to rust and foxtails. Maybe it was in our minds, but just those few feet higher made us seem closer to the sun and hotter. 
ought to be able to see if he's out there anywhere. Mr. Dillon, he'd be dead if he was. Man couldn't live a morning out there on foot. Well, I don't think he's going to find water up here. Now, look at that. Dry as a bone. You see something, Mr. Dillon? Yeah, tracks, I think. Yeah, he's been up here. I went down again, though. Over there. He sure made a long way on foot. Must be more than eight miles from his place. Yeah. I saw. Blew his head clean off. I was afraid you was going to step on him. Well, we'll follow the tracks until they give out. Come on. Those tracks kept going in and around the hills. In a couple of places we saw where they'd stop by a dry water hole and went on. Then as the hills sloped down to the plain again, we lost them. But the direction seemed to be headed back to the Birch place. That's the way we rode. We hadn't gone more than 15 minutes along when we saw the body of a man and a horse some few feet away. They were both dead. He wanted to make sure, didn't he, Mr. Dillon? Birch must have emptied his gun. Look at that. Isn't it Jack Mason, one of old man Gorman's hands? Yes, sir. That's who it is right enough. Nice fellow, too. I knew him a bit. Get him on your horse, will you, Chester, and take him over to Mr. Gorman? Yes, sir, I'll do that. I'm going to go back to the Birch place. I... I'd rather come with you, Mr. Dillon. Now, meet me there, huh? Yes, sir. And if you see Birch on the way, watch your step. Try not to kill him. But don't take any chances. No, sir, I surely won't. There was killing now, and I wasn't in the mood to talk gentle and kind with the sons and girl at the house. It was the boy, Danny, that saw me first. He was sitting on the doorstep. He ran inside. And a second later, I saw Dave come out with a shotgun. I didn't give him a chance to make up his mind. Get inside now, you hear me? I'm sorry, but I'm not arguing with you anymore. Where's your paw? I don't know. He killed a man back on the plane away. You're a liar. Told you to get in the house, kid. Now get... I'm staying. He's a liar. Paul never killed nobody. Where's Donald and your sister? Outlook. Mr. Diddy. He killed someone. Yeah. Jack Mason, one of Gorman's boys. Don't you say that. Don't you say... Danny, get me some whiskey, will you? My arm pains. Yeah. Yeah, I will. But you ain't gonna tell no lies about my fault. You tell me quick, Dave. 
Where do you think he is? Donald Hurst shot up Horse Flats when they'd gone up there. And he must have doubled back from the hills. Listen, you told the boy to ride into town and fetch the doc out here. He'll take care of that arm. Okay. When my deputy rides in, Chester Proudfoot, tell him where I've gone, will you? Sure. Marsh? Yeah. Marshal, you gonna... You gonna kill our... Our paw? I don't want to. Not if I can help it. Over at Horse Flats, I caught up with Donald and Lily Birch. I told him about the killing. And a half mile further on, the three of us saw the old man. He was crouched down on his haunches by a parched water hole. Stripped naked. He was crying. It was a bad sound. And when I saw his eyes, I knew he wasn't drunk. There was no sign of his guns or his clothes. It'd be shame on us all if word got out Pa had spells. Your brothers were wrong. It's all right till after Ma died. And he started to act this way. That's why we had to leave our last place. People found out. Try to keep him home, but weren't no good. Give your old boy a cup of water. Get your pasta. Get up, we're going to bed. That's funny. Pa never took a drink in his life. We always said he was drunk when he carried on like this. People could figure a man drunk. I'm sorry, Miss Lily, but I'm going to have to take him in. I got to. Well, they do, too. I don't know. But he's done murder. It's my job to take him in. They'll hang him. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Son, son, where, where's your brother? He didn't want to let you come out here alone. Huh? You're too young now. Where's your ma? She ought to know better now. Miss Lily, come over mom? here. Now, I want you to listen to me. It's not my business, but will you let me give you some advice? Miss Lily? Huh? Now, you sell this place. I'll see what I can do to help. And you and your brothers go somewhere else and start afresh. You can get a good price for your land. You do that. It's best. Yeah. We'll go. I'm not saying you've got to. I'm saying it'd be better. It'd be better for the kid. He's seen too much of this. It's not good. You gotta teach him to... to smile again. Act like a kid again. You understand? You understand? Sure. 
I understand. Okay. I'll be taking him along now. We'll stop off at your place with some clothes. All right. We took the old man back to his place and got him dressed. His children said goodbye to him like they knew that they'd never see him again. Like there was no hope. Chester rode in, and the old man seemed real happy to go back with us to Dodge. He didn't know. He didn't care. On the way, we passed the Doc and Danny riding out to take care of Dave's arm. It's a funny thing, the old man didn't even see the kid. He was prattling to us about the Indian Wars. The last I saw Danny Birchie, he was looking back over his shoulder at his paw. And we heard him still crying a long way off. Gunsmoke, under the direction of Norman MacDonald, stars William Conrad as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal. Tonight's story was specially written for Gunsmoke by Anthony Ellis, with music composed and conducted by Rex Corey. Featured in the cast were Richard Beals as Danny and Michael Ann Barrett as Lily, with Lee Millar, John Boehner, and Lawrence Dobkin. Parley Bear is Chester. Gunsmoke is heard by our troops overseas through the worldwide facilities of the Armed Forces Radio Service. Join us again next week as Matt Dillon, U.S. Marshal, fights to bring law and order out of the wild violence of the West in Gunsmoke. The New York Philharmonic celebrates its 110th birthday tomorrow, and in observance, there will be a repeat performance of Beethoven's Symphony No. 5. This work was featured on the first Philharmonic broadcast over 100 years ago. This is Roy Rowan speaking. America now listens to 105 million radio sets and listens most to the CBS Radio Network.
Dodge City enter the territory on west, there's just one way to handle the killers and the spoilers, and that's with a U.S. Marshal and the smell of gun smoke. Gunsmoke, starring William Conrad. The story of the violence that moved west with young America. The story of a man who moved with it. Matt Dillon, United States Marshal. Dillon? Yeah, Chester. You want to see the prettiest sight north of the Pecos? Huh? Sight? Come over here to the window and look what's a coming down the street. Not if it's anything besides trouble that'll surprise me. She must come in on the Santa Fe from the east. Wow. Say, I think she's coming here. Yeah, it looks that way. My, I should have shaved this morning. <laughs> or even yesterday morning. Now, what could a lady like that be doing in Dodge City? Say, maybe she's going to work in one of the saloons, Mr. Dillon. No, I hope not, Chester. Uh, good morning, ma'am. How do you do? I'm... I I'm looking for the United States Marshal. Well, I'm the, uh... <laughs> My name's Dillon, Matt Dillon. I'm Catherine Blair, Mr. Dillon. Oh, it's a pleasure, Miss Blair. May I introduce my deputy? This is Chester Proudfoot. How do you do? I uh, just got in on the train from Boston, Mr. Dillon. Oh? The station master said that you might be able to help me. Well, I'd be glad to. I'm looking for my brother, Martin Blair. Why, say, Mr. Dillon... Uh, that, that... Uh, Chester, will you punch up that fire? It seems a little chilly in here. Chilly? Yeah, sure. Right away, Mr. Dillon. Do you happen to know my brother, Mr. Dillon? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes, I know him. Oh, good. Then you can tell me where to find him. Well, I, I'm not too sure that I can. You see, he, uh, he moves around a lot. Yes, I know. He left home and came out west two years ago, and... Every time he's written us, it's been from a different address. He's always been that way. R restless, I guess you might call it. Yes, yes, I guess you might. Mother's always thinking he might get into trouble out here by himself. But I tell her not to worry. He's young yet. He'll grow out of it. I see. Uh, meanwhile, though, you'll, you'll need some place to stay, I imagine. Well, yes, I, I suppose there's a hotel. Uh, I think the widow Markham may have an extra room. You'd be better off there than at a hotel. Uh, your baggage at the station? Yes. Chester, hmm? uh, will you go to the station with Miss Blair and then take her over to widow Markham's and get her settled in a room? Sure thing, Mr. Dillon. This is awfully nice of you. <laughs> Not at all. And, uh, Chester... 
Will you explain the situation to Miss Markham? I mean that uh, we don't know where Miss Blair's brother is at the moment, Chester. Yes, sir. I'll explain it to her, Mr. Dillon. After you, ma'am. Oh, thank you. You're very kind, Mr. Dillon. Goodbye. Goodbye. Jack, wake up, Jack. I'm not asleep, Marshal. What do you want? A jail cell usually softens a man up. Not this one, Dylan. Not now or 20 years from now. Yeah, yeah, I know. You want something or are you just making conversation? Your sister's in town, Martin. Kathy? Kathy's here in Dodge? She just left the office. She's looking for you. What'd you tell her? Nothing. Yet. Seems like a fine girl. You gotta get her out of here, Dylan. Don't let her find out. Get her on a train and get her out of here. No? Why? Maybe I'm no good. But there's no reason why Kathy should pay for it. That's got nothing to do with me. Then you won't help. You won't keep her from finding out? I don't know if I can, Martin. But I'll think about it. Oh. Eden, Mr. Dillon. Hello, Chester. Anything come up? No, sir. It's been the quietest night in weeks. Yeah, no trail herds in town. I guess that's the reason. Uh, Miss Blair's all right, I suppose? Yeah, yeah, she's all right, Chester. Have you told her about her brother, Mr. Dillon? Well, I I told her that he's out of town. And we're trying to get word to him. The truth's bound to get to her somehow, sooner or later. Yeah, I know. Only reason it hasn't already is because everybody in town knows him as Boston Jack. Yes, but his real name will come out at the trial next week, though. Well, I've been trying to get her to leave before then, go back home, but she won't leave until she sees him. Mm. He's sure going to go hard with her when she finds out her brother's guilty of cattle wrestling. And murder and horse stealing. And this time we got a witness. Yes, sir. I don't rightly see how you can keep her from finding out, Mr. Dillon. Come on, Chester, let's have a talk with Martin. Nice night, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, it's fine. Great night for taking a walk. Don't you think so, Martin? Anything's better than rotting in that cell. Well, where did you expect to end up? All you got is old man Hawk's word against mine. He's lying. The jury will believe him. If he could see me so plain, how come he couldn't tell you who was with me? It was dark. 
He saw your face in the gun flash when you shot his foreman in the back. That's a lie. As far as that's concerned, I know who was with you, but I haven't got a case against him. Red Poley. Wasn't it? I wouldn't know. I wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Well, suppose we leave it to the jury. Here's the way to Markham's place, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. All right, Martin, let's get it straight now. You're here because you want to keep your sister from knowing the truth about you. Now, we're going in there and talk to her. Then you're going back to jail. You know the story I'm planning to tell her. I know. I just want to make one thing clear. You are going back to jail. Chester will stay on the front porch and cover you through the window, and I'll be inside with you, also wearing a gun. Don't try anything foolish. I wouldn't want to kill you in front of your sister, but if it comes to it, I'll do it. You understand? Sure. I understand. All right, let's go. I'll be there at the first window, Mr. Dillon. The parlor's on the left. All right, Chester. Heads up, Chester. Yes, sir. Good evening, Miss Blair. Oh, why, Mr. Dillon? I, uh, I've brought you a visitor. A visit? Martin. Hiya, Kathy. Oh, Martin. Oh, Martin. Martin. Here now. Take it easy. Oh, it's been so long. Oh, Martin, why didn't you write? Well, you know how it is, sis. Uh... Say, maybe we could all go inside, huh? Oh, of course. Come on in. Come in. Oh, I couldn't imagine who was knocking. Mrs. Markham has gone to bed and... Oh, here. Sit down, both of you. Thank you, Miss Blair. Oh, Mr. Dillon. Where on earth did you find him? Well, I, uh... I guess I better confess to you, Miss Blair. I, uh... I knew all along where he was. What? The only trouble was I I just couldn't produce him. Uh, I, I'm afraid I don't understand you. Uh, well, you see, Martin's been doing some work for me. Uh, sort of secret work, you might say. We're trying to dig up evidence on a gang of cattle rustlers around. Oh, just wait till Mother hears about that. Oh, and she was so worried about you. Yeah... It's, uh, quite a job. Uh, it's, uh, pretty hard for your brother to get away from the gang without stirring up suspicion. In fact, he, uh, he's only got about an hour this evening. Oh? But you will manage more time in the next day or so. I'm afraid not, sis. Uh, I may not be able to get away again for a month. A month? In fact... I've been thinking it over, and I think the best thing you can do is to take a train back home right away. But I just got here, Martin. It's no place for you, Kathy. Uh, he's right, Miss Blair. Dodge City's no town for a girl alone. But I came all this way to see Martin. It's like and... I told you, though, sis. Uh, it may be a month before I can manage to get away again. Uh, tell you what. After this, uh... Job's finished. Maybe I can get back east for a week or so. 
Oh, Martin, if you only could. We'd all be so happy. I can't guarantee it, but I'll sure try. I'll admit I'm a little nervous here. Why, the very first thing Mrs. Markham showed me was a revolver she keeps hanging out there in the hall. In case of intruders, she said. Good heavens. Well, this is the frontier, Miss Blair. The law is still pretty much for the man who shoots first. Except sometimes. Yeah. That sounds awful. Martin, you will be careful, won't you? I'm always careful. I suppose I had better take your advice and arrange to leave in the next day or two. But meanwhile, we have an hour at least. Tell me about yourself, Martin. Tell me everything you've been doing. Say, it's cold in here, Mr. Dillon. Uh, yeah, you better get a fire started, Chester. I'll take Martin back and lock him up. I could use a little heat back in that cell. You got plenty of blankets. Well, come on, let's go. Now you walk ahead of me. Dylan, suppose the jury brings in a conviction. What's the sentence going to be? That's not up to me. I'm just asking for information. It means hanging. Right? Probably. All right, stand right there while I open the cell. I don't want much to hang, Marshal. Nobody does. All right, Martin, get in. Slow and easy, Dylan. Put your hands up slow. Good. Now keep them that way. Where'd you get the gun? In the hall at Mrs. Markham's. I slipped it under my coat when I was kissing Kathy goodbye. I'll take your gun now, Dylan. Thanks. Feels good to be holding a pair of guns again. You won't be holding them long. Maybe. One thing, though. If you take me again, you'll have to take me dead. Any way you want it. In the cell, Dylan. Come on, move. Tell Chester goodbye for me, will you? I think I'll just go on out the back way. What about your sister? I guess she wouldn't want to see me hang either. When you come right down to it. So long, Dylan. Turn for the second act of Gunsmoke in just a moment. But first, if you've ever had delusions of grandeur or a particularly soul-satisfying daydream, you'll understand the predicament of My Little Margie tomorrow night on CBS Radio. Convinced that she's a princess, My Little Margie, played by Gail Storm, gives her father, he's Charles Farrell, a royal pain in the neck. 
It's another comedy episode of CBS Radio's new Sunday night laugh program, My Little Margie, tomorrow night on most of these same stations. Now for the second act of Gunsmoke. Mr. Dillon, I know one of these keys is supposed to fit. Chester, all I've got to say is that it better fit. Yes, sir, it'll... Well, that's not it. It would be a fine how-to-do if we had to call in a blacksmith to get you out of your own jail. Chester. It'd be sort of like the time... Never mind, Chester. Just get the door open. Yes, sir. Oh, I know how you feel, all right, Mr. D... Well, I declare. <laughs> there you are, Mr. Dillon. Come on. I'll get the other gun out of the office safe. Fine thanks you get for trying to help people. A man gets careless and then he winds up in a jam like this. Hey, let's see now. All right, 27. Left, 69. All right. You're sure going to be hard to explain why you took Martin out of jail, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, I know. If he gets clean away, we're going to look pretty foolish. He's not going to get away, Chester. Yes, sir. Ten to one, Martin will try to team up with his sidekick, Polly, before he heads out of town. Let's try the saloons first and see if we can pick up his trail. Yes, Mr. Dillon. Martin said we'd never bring him in alive. So don't take any chances. Mm sign of him in here, Mr. Dillon. Not unless he's in the back room. Let's walk over toward the bar. That's bad business, Chester. Martin's already shot one man in the back. We'll never catch him in the open, if he's got anything to say about it. Yes, sir, I've been thinking about that. Kind of makes a man's spine crawl. Hiya, boy. Heavenly day. Uh... <laughs> you act as though you were caught robbing a bank, Chester. I've always suspected Chester of having a shady past, kid. <laughs> Uh, have a drink, Matt? Uh, no, no, we haven't got time. We, we can't stay. We're looking for a fellow. Uh, by the way, uh, who went bail for Boston Jack? What do you mean? Well, he was in here about ten minutes he ago. He was in here, huh? Yeah, he, he talked to Red Poley, and the two of them left together. I thought he must You know out. where they went, Kitty? Well, no, Matt, I haven't got any idea, but they sure left here in a hurry. He broke out of jail, huh? There's 40 ways from Sunday they could have ridden, Mr. Dillon. Yeah, I know. But if they're not in Dodge, there's only one way they'd head. The Circle B. Yeah. Martin knows Hawks is the only witness I've got against him. Come on, Chester. French looks quiet. Yeah. Well, we've been making time. Maybe we outrode them. If they're even headed this way. Well, they better be. Hold it. Who's there? Somebody standing there at the side of the house. Yeah, I see. It's the marshal, Matt Dillon. Is that you, Ezra? That's right. Come on up, Matt. 
What brings you way out here this time of night, Matt? Well, I'm sort of counting on an old acquaintance of yours showing up here sometime tonight. What are you talking about? Boston Jack. Out of jail. Matt, how'd that happen? Well, I doubt it would serve any good purpose to go into that right now. He hasn't been here, I take it. No. Matt, he's a mad dog. Ought to be shot a long time ago. I'd kill him on sight. Well, I came out here to make sure he doesn't kill you. Chester, put our horses in the barn. Get him out of sight, huh? All right, Mr. Dillon. And, uh... You may as well stay there, Chester, and cover the yard. Yes, sir. Well, what about us, Matt? What are we going to do? Go inside the house and put the lights out and wait. That's all. Just wait. minutes, Matt. I think you're on a cold trail. And I hope not. Yeah. You've had enough time to get here. Maybe not enough courage, though. They figured the odds are two to one in their favor. Shouldn't take much courage. People who've never killed anybody don't understand. Killer's worst enemy is his own nerve. Yeah. I take your word for it, Matt. I guess you've sat and waited like this plenty of times. Yeah, too many. Uh, does it ever bother you, Matt? Do you ever get to wondering? Wait a minute. Well, there they are, Ezra. Where, Matt? Over there by the corral. You see? They're walking the horses into the yard. Slow and quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I see them. What are you going to do, Matt? Go out and call them. Oh, they'll fire from the dark without no warning. Yeah, I know. They're getting off their horses. Got to walk up here, I guess. All right, Ezra. Stay in the house and keep out of this. Chester and I can handle them. Well, Matt... Good luck. Thanks. Martin, Polly, you're under arrest. Dylan! Careful, Matt. Oh. Heads up, Chester. I dropped Polly. Martin's running into the corral. Yes, sir, I see him, Mr. Dillon. You're trapped, Martin. Now climb out of that corral. Sure, Martin. I'm coming. Mr. Dillon, he's fired the hayrick. We ought to... Look, he's trying to ride the horse out. Are you all right? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. Is he... You didn't shoot him, eh? No. He fell off right in front of the stampede. They went right over him. Well, 
Here we are, Mr. Dillon. Yeah. Uh, wait here for me, Chester. Uh, I'll go in and tell her. All right, sir. I hope she believes me. Don't worry, Mr. Dillon. She will. Uh, uh, I'll be out in a couple of minutes. Evening, Miss Blair. Why, Mr. Dillon, this is a surprise. Uh, do you mind if I step in? Well, of course I don't mind. Thank you. A friend of Martin's is welcome and... Mr. Dillon, is something wrong? I'm afraid so, Miss Blair. I'm... I've got bad news for you. It's Martin. Something's happened to Martin. Yes, ma'am. He's hurt. Uh, it's worse than hurt, ma'am. No. Oh, no. Martin was killed in a fight. Martin dead. If it's any consolation, Miss Blair, he... he died hard with all the odds against him. Martin never asked for favor. He fought a good fight. That's something to remember. Martin has always been fine and clean. He was just restless. People didn't understand. No, I suppose they didn't, Miss Blair. But he died on his feet, fighting. I guess that's the way Martin wanted it. Yes, I think so, ma'am. <clears throat> I suppose Miss Markham's here. I wouldn't want to leave you alone. Yes, she's here. I'll be all right, Mr. Dillon. Well, I'll come by and see you in the morning. Uh, if there's anything at all I can do... You've I... been very kind, Mr. Dillon. I'm grateful to you. I'm sorry about this, Miss Blair. Marshal, I'll be leaving tomorrow. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Blair. You all right, Mr. Dillon? I think so, Chester. Did she believe what you told her? Uh, what I told her was true. Mm. Well, there's no harm in letting her think the best of it. Martin paid his debt. No reason his sister should suffer. That's right, Mr. Dillon. Chester, uh, if I remember correctly, Kitty offered us a drink earlier this evening. That's right. Well, let's go. Let's go. 